Hi, I'm Morgan. I'm Odette. And I'm Madeline. And, and we, we love Christian fiction. fiction. We love it so much that we wanted to talk about it on a podcast. Each episode, we will read classics of the genre or new releases. And discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly. So come join us. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. Episode 11. Woohoo. <laughs> Yay, we're so excited. We're um, so excited. But when are we today? not excited? That's accurate. We literally wow. always talk every week before podcast episodes and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to talk to you ladies about That's this true. book. It's true. <laughs> Any book, really. It's very true. It doesn't matter. Whether it's good, bad, yep. or in between, exactly. or the most amazing thing you've ever read. all super fun all to talk get, about. We excited about yeah. <laughs> I was talking to someone at work today about the podcast and they were like, how long are your podcasts? I was like, an hour and a half. They're like, you find things to talk about for a book for an hour and a half? I was like, oh, we could easily go over an hour and a half, but we're trying to restrain we rain ourselves in. That's oh hilarious to me that someone said that. I don't talk about books for 24 hours in a day. I know. I wish that I could, actually. I'm waiting <laughs> for someone to pay me to talk about books for 24 hours in a day. <laughs> it's like those um, ads that it's like, Netflix will pay you X amount of money to watch a show or something because yeah, they're trying exactly. to like get information or something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, but. 100%. That's me with books. It's like, I just want to talk about books. That's all I want to do. If I can make money while doing that, that'd be Clearly, good. this coworker was not a book lover. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Yes. We know that. That's pretty evident. That's okay. Hey, anyways. Got their thing. Yes. yes. Okay. So, a little bit of housekeeping um we are starting a new segment yes Yes. we're starting a new segment so really excited about this right here and now yes right here now this is is the new segment this is the new segment so we say say, segment i want to say um it's a new series Series. Series. so the series is called books others love and so the reason why is while we love themes if you listen to any of our podcasts you know our love of themes of any kind especially that's why we added them to the podcast but specifically there was a lot of books that we were talking about as we were planning out the rest of the year's podcasts um what we were going to read and things like that and scheduling, um, we realized there was books that didn't fit into any of our themes that we wanted mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. So that's where these books come in. And every single one of these books, we're going to read a few of them throughout the rest of the year um, here in season one of the podcast. Um, we They're books that other people recommended to yes. us because they absolutely love them. So the first one that we're going to read is Stay With Me by Becky Wade. Yes, and um, full disclosure for this book, um, the author, Becky Wade, sent a, she reached out to us um, very kindly and offered to send us copies of the book, and we accepted. Um, there was no pressure to feature them on the podcast. She just wanted well, to send us books. Yeah. yeah. And so I actually started reading this book a while ago, made myself stop, and reached back out to Odette and Madeline and was like, we have to read this and talk I about it. I think the, the text was basically you saying, yeah, exactly. We need to, this book is so good. We need to read it and talk about it in the podcast. Yes. Yes. So, or something to that effect. So um, we decided to we yes, collectively. The book. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. As a, as a group. Um, so yeah. so yeah, there's that. So yes. here we are, featuring. So here we are. So thank you, Becky. Thank you, Becky. Yes, thank this you, Becky. Was so fun. Yes. We loved it. We loved it. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, speaking of spoiler alerts, uh, we just want to give one trigger warning for this book. Um, it deals pretty heavily with um, opioid addictions um, and goes into depth about uh, like a current opioid addiction struggle with the main character and her um, her journey of withdrawal and then recovery from mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. and becoming sober again. Yes, sobriety. absolutely. Yeah. So that is that is a, a main plot of this novel. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so back cover reading. 
Oh yes. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Even decide who would do that. Morgan. Do it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're okay. I started to panic. <laughs> all right. I like that we all looked at each other like. Uh. So, when acclaimed Bible study author Genevieve Woodward receives an anonymous letter referencing her parents' past, she returns to her hometown in the Blue Ridge Mountains to chase down her family's secret. However, it's Genevieve's own secret that catches up to her when Sam Turner owner of a historic farm, uncovers the source of shame she's worked so hard to hide. Sam has embraced his sorrow, his isolation, and his identity as an outsider. He spent years carving out both career success and peace of mind. The last thing he wants is to rent the cottage on his property to a woman whose struggles stir his worst failure back to life. Yet, can he bear to turn her away right when she needs him most? Wow. Um, I think you need to read the very, very top of the back of the book. (laughs) <laughs> the, cat, the, the tagline. The tagline. tagline. Yes, yes, yes. Read it. Read says, it. "Loving her is a risk he can't afford and can't resist." Ooh, oh, count me in. Count me in. I'm reading this book. Yes, yes. I'm in. I'm in. For it. We are all in. We obviously are very here for it. <laughs> okay, okay star, star ratings. ratings. All right, who wants to start? One of you two. I'll start. Okay, okay. <laughs> I feel like I started last time. Yeah, I think you did. Um, I gave this four stars. Um, because I thought it was fabulous, um, as like a a romance, Christian romance genre, this is, has everything that you want, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, um, or everything that I want. Right. (laughs) Um, I think it was well written. The story was, um, believable and easy to follow along with. The characters were relatable and down to earth. Um, the struggles that they dealt with Mm -hmm. were very, like... Um, not like rosy at all, and I love that in a in a novel, especially in like a modern um, Christian novel, yeah. um, uh, because a lot of times that can be that can be hard to portray mm-hmm. um, that like non just like the realities mm-hmm. of the struggles mm-hmm. that we go through as Christians, and that was something that I really loved about this book. So yeah, four stars for me. Nice. I go next. So four stars for me as well. Nice. Um, big fan of this book. I thought the writing, the story had a good pace to it, even in the midst of like hard things. Um, and it also had good build towards different moments, like kind of reveals. And um, I really loved, there was a lot of redemption in it and there was also a lot of struggle. And I feel like even if you haven't dealt with addiction personally, I feel like all of us have struggled with something and worked really hard to overcome it. Right. Whatever it is, fear, anxiety, whatever. Um, and so I really appreciated that about this book and it felt very relatable and it actually like moved me to tears multiple times. Yeah. Um, so I was a really, really big fan of this book and I mean, the romance was just oh, the romance yeah, was so good. Was really good. Was so good. It, it was, was so good. And also like, I just think believable. Like, like very yeah. like, as in like, like, the similarly to it wasn't like insta love it was yes. like well yeah i mean it was instant attraction we'll talk about that okay, in story but like but true. like i'm just saying like it didn't sometimes in books like this that are that the, their struggles are kind of like not rosy the romance feels like this kind of over the top like mm-hmm, you know yes. but this felt very like i don't know Realistic. It was and cohesive the, and it that, makes sense. That's yeah. the word, yes. Yeah. Cohesive. Um I I rated it four and a half stars. Oh um, 4.5. Because I I mean there was very little issues that I had with it, but in my mind I was like, well, I guess it's not technically perfect. I don't know, because what's perfect? So that's why I gave it four and a half. I was leaning towards five and then I was like, I can't be I can't give everything a five. 
but you only give me one book for the record of five. That's I know, but like Christy. typically Christy. books that like make me feel this way, I'm like five stars, and then I'm like, no, be a little bit more critical. Yeah, <laughs> which is nothing about perfect. this podcast. Yeah, yeah. so well, that's why it's four point five. But I genuinely like, I loved it. I loved the characters. I loved loved the romance, the way it was done. Um, I agree. I really loved the author's voice. Yes. Just like her. I never, this was the first book that I've read by Becky Wade. Um, I really, and I will be reading more because I liked the way she told the story. Yes. Um, 100%. So I really, really enjoyed this. One thing I will say for me too from the four stars is while I loved how it wasn't just like a normal problem that someone encountered because it was very heavy. I think that for me, it's not a book that I would recommend to everyone. And usually a five star book in the the way that I am is like literally, I would literally recommend it to any audiences. General audiences but like for this one I feel like I would need to say hey because I don't always know if people have dealt with that themselves or a spouse or a a family so that's for me while I love that that's why it's so good but I gave it four stars that makes sense that makes sense yeah Yeah. absolutely okay awesome okay Madeline do you have any radical reviews for us Mazrab reviews Mazrab reviews reviews. (laughs) I can't believe you brought that up just now actually I do have so many (laughs) I have a couple um so here we go. Okay, so this review is from Emily. Okay, Emily. And she said five stars. She rated the book five stars. Okay. Her, she has a subject to her review, okay. and her subject line is a book to keep you up at night. Okay. She said, That's good. Ah, what a book, all caps. <laughs> oh my. I don't even know what to say except absolutely yes, all caps, five stars, loved it. I mean, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> Emily, I'm vibing with you right now, girl. <laughs> Emily, I say that to I was thinking about. I was like, this is Morgan it. writing your yep. review, and she just changed her <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah, Emily. It's actually all that, Honestly, if you look on my Goodreads, a lot of my reviews are like that. It's just like, and if yes. I didn't like a book, I'll write things like, ugh. No. Ugh, <laughs> no. Uh, no. Yeah. And then post. That's it. So. Well, I one, of these, one of these days, I'll find a Morgan review. There you go. Reads. I know. It'll, it'll be fabulous. <laughs> it'll pop up. I was up till 2.30 in the morning reading this last night, so I get that, Emily. There you go. I get it. Love it. Okay. Here's a, a three-star review from Kitty. Kitty said, not for me. And at the same time, it is a book for me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Hear me out. I, this is all written. Yes. <laughs> Hear me out. This isn't her saying it. It's I liked the writing. I liked that it didn't contain lots of descriptions, just enough. I didn't get the earthquake part. I've noticed that this book is part of a series, so that makes sense to show the background. However, <laughs> all caps, there were too many stories to follow. There was the love story between her and Sam, the earthquake story that followed several characters to get the complete picture, the search for letters sender and her battling addiction, which I think could have been better researched. While I could follow with all the narratives, I think the author should have just focused on only one of them. And last but not least, I don't usually read Christian books, but this one was all right. Huh. Thank you, Kitty. Honestly, <laughs> Kitty, I, I, I read, that was, you know what was also a lot to follow? That review from Kitty. <laughs> Maybe we'll just, just pick one. Just pick one, one thing. thing. <laughs> Too much Kitty. <laughs> I just, I, mean, I just, I got a funny. kick out of Kitty's review. I can see where she's coming from. I disagree, but I can see where she's coming from. Valid that's point, funny. Kitty, but we're going to disagree. <laughs> Hopefully Kitty is not listening. Right? Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, these last two Which are... you're a lovely woman. <laughs> these last two are short and sweet. Okay. Doris. Oh. 
How do, didn't we have a review from her? Is this the same Doris as did the other review? No, I think that was Mabel. Oh, okay. Or something like that. Yeah. I, I feel like, though, we had a name similar to Doris. Yes. And judging by Doris's profile picture, I mean, she was born in the 1950s. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she gave it this book three stars. Okay. All caps. I like this book. Period. <laughs> so, all caps. I and all I could think book. of, all I could think of, is my dear, darling, sweet, ninety-two-year-old grandmother, who will sometimes post on Facebook using all caps because she can't, she forgets that the caps lock is on, and she can't remember how to turn it off. And she'll so say Doris, things like, "That might have been you in this situation." And I understand. Yes. I understand, Doris. It's yes. okay. It it's, happens. It happens. It, it does, does happen. Sometimes That's we true. forget the caps lock is on, and then we don't remember how to turn. Or it maybe off. sometimes <laughs> you think that putting the cap lock caps locks on like makes your point more more emphatic. intense. Yeah. Well, because yeah, I always hear all caps as someone yelling, whether excitement I or like this book, but no exclamation points. Just period. Yeah. And well, may, honestly, maybe that's what Doris meant. Maybe, maybe that's what <laughs> Sorry. <she> meant. <laughs> the street from my shirt just fell down and took a minute. I thought it was a bug. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> Last uh, review. Last review. Two stars from Nola Beck. Okay. Nola Beck. Okay. Okay for a romance novel. <laughs> that's it. Thank you, Nola Beck. All right. Well, that was... Mad Rad Reviews. Mad Rad Reviews. Someday we'll be super techy and we'll have little cute jingles for our segments. segments. That's amazing. That's when actually we're going to sit around and all have headphones. That's when we've arrived. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Maybe in season two. Mm. Oh. Oh. Aspiration. Dream big, ladies. I like to dream big. Me too. Me too. That's why I'm starting this podcast. (laughs) Okay. Let's dive dive in. Okay. Um, so we're summarizing the book. All right. Here we go. Wow. I mean, just wow. <laughs> so the thing one of the reviewers mentioned that is important to talk about is at the beginning. Ah, uh, Kitty. Of yes. yes. <laughs> one Thank of Kitty's you. many points. Thank you, Kitty. Shout out to Kitty. Yes. <laughs> um, was that before at the beginning of each chapter there is a very small. Um, one to two page at most. Yeah, like section of um, a perspective of several people. I think it was five different people. Yes, from, from 18 years ago. Yes, 18 years ago that have been in an earthquake in, in another country, correct? San Salvador, El yes. Salvador. Okay. <clears throat> so they were in El Salvador. On a junior high missions trip. And it starts with uh, our, our main character, Genevieve, her perspective. But we learn, we then find out that her sister, Natasha, was also in the earthquake and then three other young boys... And they were on a missions trip mm-hmm. with their church group in El Salvador. There was an earthquake. Quake. They were in the basement of the building, and the five of them got stuck, um, isolated from everybody else, which most other people perished in the. But yeah. the building collapsed around them, and they survived. And we and they were in there for eight days. They were there for eight and days. And we find this out, but before yeah. each chapter, it's this like little snippet Flashback. of, of yes. each different and each. You know who character it is because it's like written at the top. Yeah, of it. it tells yeah. you so whose perspective you're perspective. Hearing. And they're uh, like again junior high age, so they're yeah. young, um, and it's it's definitely important and part of the story. Yes, um, yes. because it influences and they became they they were rescued on day eight, mm-hmm. um, and. Once upon returning to the states, they became known as the Miracle Five. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And, so that's, and then the book begins. And then the book begins. Yes. After what? And so it, we find quickly. 
<laughs> we'll jump oh, right in. Yes. Which I to, love a good jump into a story. Yes, I completely I love, agree. Yeah. Um, Sam Turner arrives at his house and he has this farm and he sees a car parked, right? Doesn't he see By a car his guest house? Yes. Mm-hmm. So and he's like, like farm a barn and then he also has a guest house which he's trying to like renovate for people to stay in but it's not ready yet Mm-mm. so he's like oh who's here <laughs> goes up to it and finds our main character Genevieve he doesn't know who it is but he finds this woman asleep passed out passed out asleep on the bed with and there's no sheets or anything she's used all of her clothes from her suitcase yeah as including putting on a robe backwards mm-hmm. as like a blanket yep. and yeah. she's like passed out because he calls her name she does nothing and she doesn't respond he, he, he yes. looks through her purse. Like, he he figured he yeah. go, tries to find a name but also when he's looking through her purse he finds a little tin like an altoid tin and mm-hmm. he opens it up and there's some pills in there so then he thinks, oh, I think I know what I'm dealing with here. This. Well, because he sees the, the the name on the pill. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's Oxycontin. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, oh, I think I know what I'm dealing with here. Um, we get a feeling that he's dealt with this before. Yeah. Just because um, he immediately jumps he to, immediately oh, this person is... addicted is, to this substance. Yes. They used it and didn't know what they were doing. And, and now they're in my guest house. now they're sleeping in my guest house. Yes. I've never seen this person before. Yeah, he gets there very quickly. He so. surmised correctly yes. because she finally wakes up That's and she's mortified. Mortified. Because <laughs> she's very confused where she is, she how she got she there. Is. She's looking at a stranger. She's yeah. mortified. She's like 10 minutes away from her parents' house. She's like mm-hmm. She's in the town where her parents live. She was driving to go to her parents' house. Yeah. And he like knows took her some parents. Oxy. He's like, oh, your dad is the district attorney, right? He, and yes. he literally knows yes. her family. Judson yes. Woodward. So they're, yeah. fam- they're kind of they're well, well known, known and respected. respected in the town. Yes. So we find we end up finding out very quickly after this. Um, you know, she goes home to her parents' house, but then we find out quickly that she has an addiction to oxycotton. That she like she's been taking for oxy year, for so. a year. Mm-hmm. Um, she originally started taking it for an ankle injury, um, but then she got hooked on it, mm-hmm. and she has tried to get herself off of it a couple of times and failed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But we also find out that her job is basically she's a public speaker and an author of Bible studies for women, of women's Bible studies, yes. and mm-hmm. she she speaks at all these women's events, has hundreds of thousands of followers, preaches, and so she's like this yeah. huge people know who she mega is. like yes. Instagram star and yeah. um and like Christian she, influencer Christian influencer exactly uh, so. There's another thread to the fact that she is um, dealing with the addiction. And she also says very quickly that, like, because he asks her kind of early on, once she's, like, awake, he goes, who knows about this? And she says that her publisher, Tiffany, I think her name was. Something. Amber, Anyways. I thought. Yeah. Amber, maybe. Anyways. Um, the pub, she's not a big character yes. in the book. Um, she's like, you and my publisher yeah. is, is what you she and says. Yeah. And so now this, this literal stranger... Yeah. And she also notes that he has an accent. She at first thinks it might be British, but then when she's at her mom's house and her mom's like, where were you? Because she was really worried. She has all these missed calls and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I got tired. She like lies to her parents. Yeah. And then she says, yeah, I crashed at Sam Turner's cottage. And her mom goes, oh, the Australian. So then she knows he's Australian, which right. like makes perfect sense <laughs> for how so, she described him. So basically, she's she yeah. came back home to Misty River is the name of the town. Mm-hmm. She came back home because she was going to spend some time writing her next Bible study, which mm-hmm. she has a deadline to complete for. In eight months, yeah. But yes. she also decides that she's going to take this time and she is going to quit Oxy. Like mm-hmm. once and for all, she's going to quit yeah. it. And she comes up with this scheme like very early on in yes. the book. She comes up with this idea at first she was like i'll just i'll just 
withdraw at my parents' house. They'll think I'm sick. Everything will be fine. But her mother is like very it's like an over kind of overbearing, overbearing. helicopter, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh my, smothering mm-hmm. kind of type. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell she's being very genuine. She genuinely loves her daughter, and you get this idea that like because her daughter survived this earthquake, like it like made her mother very yeah. much like yeah. overbearing mm-hmm. and smothering. So she's like, oh my gosh, I can't do this here. Like I can't do this here. It's just like, you know what? She's I'm like, gonna my mother's go- gonna take me to the doctors. It's gonna be a whole exactly. thing. It's, it's gonna like be a whole big thing. It's not gonna work. Um, I'm gonna go back to this guy, Sam Turner, and I'm gonna <laughs> ask if I can rent his guest house and I'm gonna withdraw there and it'll be great. It'll be fine. <laughs> I'll be. Because she says she doesn't want to go back, back to Nashville because she knows her doctor's there and stuff like that. Because she moved right. from doctor, doctor to doctor. where she could get another yes. prescription. And so she was trying to, like, how do I set myself up for success this time around, basically. Yeah. Um, so she goes and is like, hey, Sam. Pitches this whole this thing. This is what we're going to do. And she, and but like, she pitches him that she'll help him with things, including decorate the cottage. Yes. Well, she calls it a cottage. She's like, it's a guest house. Because <laughs> he hates the word cottage. But basically, like, get yes. it ready so that if he wanted to yeah. Airbnb it, it would be perfectly After she ready. She's like, I'm Definitely. very good at this kind of stuff. <laughs> and he's, like, vehemently against it. Yeah. He's Definitely like, no, not, not going to help Because also, like, she tells him straight up, like, look, I'm good. I, I said I'm going to quit cold turkey. And he's like, do you understand what this entails? She's like, yeah, about, like, I'm going to get supplies so she's like very upfront with him right. and yeah. he's like go to a rehab center yeah, and yeah. She's like, don't no. try to do this by yourself but then eventually um she kind of cracks him and we get the impression again that okay he's somebody he knew very well has dealt with this because yes. he he yes. he does want to help and yeah. she's a total stranger so basically it's like okay you can stay here but it has to be on my rules he gives her this list of rules the rules oh are, the rules are yes. um she has to get a psychologist uh-huh she has to be okay with him randomly searching the guest house at any time uh-huh. for pills. Mm-hmm. Um, and she can't fall for him. She can't fall for him. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's a very, like, what is that movie? Oh, um, Walk to Remember. Yeah. Oh. Don't, don't fall in love with me. Don't fall in love with me. Mandy Moore. Spoiler alert, he does. <laughs> okay, movie. that is very sad. Ah, okay, sorry. I'm about to watch her remember. The three three rules, guest house, she agrees. So then it starts. Yep. She withdraws. It's a tough week. Yeah. But she she makes it through withdrawal. um, And the whole week, he's like dropping off food and electrolytes. It's it's all like, he could tell right away that he's crunchy. You also find out that he he owns, he runs like a local breakfast place. That's cafe. all like it's paleo yes. and gluten free. <laughs> it and sounded very delightful. Crunchy, so he's like dropping off like cucumber electrolyte waters yeah. like for her. And, and she is not at all. No. She is the opposite She's of like crunchy. Jimmy Jelly Beans. She's like Morgan. <laughs> right. Just Jimmy like Jelly Beans. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of that contrast was fun. The mm-hmm. yes, set up that contrast early on. Um, but right, so that was tough. You kind of walk through the withdrawal stuff with her and yes the author talks through it's not like it's super intense and, or but, in detail wise yeah right but i also think that it she does well specifically in talking about like her kind of mood swings with it because mm-hmm. genevieve is a very like upbeat happy um glass half full kind of person mm-hmm. right and so then the parts when she is really like starting to struggle with depression or struggling emotionally or mm-hmm. feeling bad and thinking at this point she would turn to oxy like it talks kind of through that and mm-hmm. genevieve processes that that's what she's feeling um in a way that i thought was really well done 
but you kind of see so there's a couple of those when she's like she's like kind of sitting in those feelings of like oh I feel this way I want to go for oxy what do I do and that's 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 a little bit hard to read just because you're like oh like you just you just feel Mm -hmm. like oh my goodness like that sucks so so that's one of the things um and then okay so basically she makes it through that time during, this during time, it, there's other stuff. She's during like, this time, like, she had got that weird letter. Oh, from, yeah. We need to talk a little bit yeah, more about that. Yeah, she got that letter that is mentioned on the back yes. cover copy yeah. um, about this weird threatening letter about her parents. Like, I know about your parents' past. I know what they did. They're never going to get away with this type of... And, and basically you, something about her being... Yeah, like, you're, like, your success and how, like, wealthy you are, it's all, like, a sham. Yeah. No, like, like you don't deserve this. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So she confronts her parents about it when she first arrives back at Mr. River. Before she goes to detox. Yeah. And they're but, like... And they're like, I don't know what this is. Oh, it's somebody playing a cruel prank on you. Just forget about it. This doesn't have any bearing. Um, anyways... And she doesn't buy that. She's like, no. Uh, no. So after she's been staying at the guest house for a while, um, you know, she starts to go see the psychologist. Yes, that Sam does research on. Also, at some point, he starts calling her Jen. Right? Yes. 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 Everybody calls her Genevieve, except for her sister, who's her BFF. Her sister's name is Natasha. Her sister calls her Jen. Yes. And Sam starts calling her Jen, and she's like... He says Genevieve's too long. Yeah. Do I do I mind if he's calling me Jen? And she's no, like, I don't. I know I don't. Actually, <laughs> um, oh, I think though the other rule is that he she had to tell one other person. Oh, oh yes, yeah. she had to confide in somebody yes. else. And yeah. so and so she, decides to tell her sister mm-hmm. N- N- Natasha she after does, after the first week. Yes. she tells Natasha because she goes because the therapist mm-hmm. also thinks that. So the therapist yes. is actually a therapist she used to meet with back when she got back fr- Post, from the earthquake to deal with trauma. Yes. Yeah, so she knows the the um, therapist and the first. Set, session she goes through there's this delightful scene oh, where so Sam fun. says that he's going to drive her there because he's like I need to make sure right. that you actually go sure. so his plan is to drop her off literally go because it's close to his like restaurant his plan mm-hmm. is to drop her off and like see that she walks in and leave but then the therapist yeah. is like come on in and then basically invites <laughs> him, Makes in, him come in. in and it's like and then Genevieve like basically gets the giggles during it and it's like yes. very and he sees this like playful fun side of her yeah. and he's just like very uncomfortable and like the therapist is like well you're clearly his body is also clearly crunchy. Yes. yes. Oh, very <laughs> crunchy. Yes. <laughs> she's just like randomly singing while she's watering her Simoning her gargoyle. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Like during the it. session. Yeah. It, was, it was a very fun scene. Yeah, it was very um, fun. But anyways, her therapist basically puts her on this 90-day recovery plan, and she's like, okay, well, once you pass the 90-day mark of sobriety, um, the chance of, of, of relapsing is going to go down significantly because your um, dopamine levels really regulate after that, which I thought was very interesting. I mean, yeah. it makes sense if you're taking narc- like some sort of painkiller drug. It's 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 almost like this false right yes. dopamine or mm-hmm. this like mm-hmm. um, sent the dopamine yes. that's created is not true dopamine. But yeah. that's where the high comes from is that yeah. good that good feeling hormone. Yeah. Um, so that has to get to level out again. Yeah. So she's like, okay, I'm on this 90 day track. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. In the meantime, during the 90 days, uh, she gets another threatening note, yes. very similar to the first one. Do we and need to talk about her before, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Madeline. Um, do we talk about like when she tells her sister, because that's when they first start digging for the first note? Well, I think it's after the second note when her parents yeah. deny it again. They're like, yeah. it's somebody's playing a cruel prank. 
And oh, then her right. and yes, Natasha yes. are like, you know what? This is too much of, no. I think that we need yeah. to do some research about yes. this. And so that's then, when she tells, so Natasha and her are at her parents' house. They're like digging around. That's when she tells Natasha, Natasha asks all these questions. And then it basically is like, why don't you think that you could tell me this? Like in a, like a, I'm here to help you kind of way. Not in a condemning way. Which yeah, was yeah. like very, um, I thought, inspiring and helpful for someone who's trying to kick an addiction. Yes. So basically, then she has another person who is texting her, you know, on the daily saying, how you doing, you know, and, and yeah. cheering her on in her recovery, which yeah. is extremely helpful. Every day she's like, how's your recovery going? She's like, yeah. good or bad or whatever. Yes. So, uh, but also they start this search because they're basically like, okay, so somebody knows something that our parents did in air quotes. Yeah. What did they do? They have this very cookie cutter life. Mm-hmm. Um, they met, um, you know. Cute, cute met yeah. after a couple years after college, mm-hmm. dated, got married, cookie cutter house, cookie cutter cars, cookie cutter jobs, cookie cutter kids. Yeah. Like everything. They just smells of cookies. Everything, <laughs> everything is perfect oh, about their lives. Yes. Seemingly, no, cookie, seemingly what everyone would want and on the surface appears like a very happy, normal mm-hmm. family. Yeah. And um, she just thinks the way that her mom reacts, it looked like there was something like like hidden on her face and she was like oh is my mom a really good liar too because she admits to herself that she's basically realized that she's actually a very good liar through this addiction right. Genevieve so I think that and she that's kind something of, that she's ashamed of and yes. she wants to and so she saw something similar right. in her mother and so that's why she was like no something is going on here something did happen and then so they try to figure out what it is they decide to go to did she go with Natasha that first time I think she just goes herself to find the records she goes herself because that's where she, yeah. Well, anyways, so she goes basically to where like her parents, because they were all from this area. They didn't necessarily live in Misty River the whole time, but they were from nearby <coughs> towns and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So she goes to like find the public records about like birth certificates, death certificates, all of that stuff. So she goes thinking, okay, I, I know what I'm going to find. Mm-hmm. And she finds out that her mother was married mm-hmm. to someone before her father. Yes, which was a huge deal. And she's like, wait, what? Like, I, I didn't never even know about, about this. this. It was never mentioned. So then she does a little bit more digging and finds out that this man, they were only married for one year. He and died. He died. And he died. Right. And so, then she started doing some research about that guy. Yes. And, and find, found out that he was a murdered. victim. Uh, he was murdered and was a victim of the Shoal Creek killer, who was like a serial killer that was going around in that area, killing young men during that time. So then she's, so she's like, like, whoa, 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 what? whoa. She <laughs> takes it to Natasha and they're like, so why would she want to hide this? Okay, like that's tragic. I get like that's horrible and traumatic. Yeah. Like, why? Why hide this? Yeah. Yeah. So then they got to keep doing some more. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I will say to you, one thing she does look at, because all of a sudden before she realizes they were only married a year, it was like, oh, it is my dad, not my real dad. Right. Oh, right. Yes. Because yeah. so she's yeah. looking for records, that was the, birth records. Yes. You know? yeah. Birth records. If there's and another child. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. there yeah. wasn't. No. Well, and one of the, the things too, she, so while she's digging, she realizes that Russell what was her mother's first husband. Mm-hmm. Um, very handsome, like typical. Because she talks in the book how like her dad, her mom is beautiful, mm-hmm. and her dad is like kind of nerdy, yeah, yeah, like intellectual. And she talks about kind of like yeah. he's tall, but like he's not athletic, and he's like this. How like, he was super, super lucky to get her mom, but yeah. and was very aware of it. Yeah, I think yes. says yes. something like so, that. So like, and they have a very sweet love and yeah. marriage. It's but oh, yeah. it's, it's just because she also notices that like. Um, uh, what kind of um, like dynamic it is 
first husband versus her dad. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like she finds a, a newspaper announcement of the yes. wedding and she, cause you know, she remembers, she recalls her mother's wedding albums as soon as she finds out that she had a husband, a previous husband. And she's like, Oh, that makes so much sense. Cause her mom just wore kind of like this blue plain dress to her wedding. Didn't to her dad. Yes. And that Didn't doesn't jive with her mom's personality. It doesn't go yes. with her personality at all. So then she like, finds a picture of their wedding yeah. announcement. She's in this big, classic 80s white yeah. high collared lace dress and she's like flowers ah. everywhere and she's like oh this well, that, okay. that shed some light <laughs> on yeah, that for sure. sure yeah yeah which i feel like is very common in second marriages that like if you did the oh, sure. big in the first one you know that you kind of dial it back a little bit in the second yeah so. i mean i have said that like if i were to ever get married again like that was i'm happily married and i have no intention of getting married again but like Weddings are stressful. Yeah, I was like, well, you I also ever... said for when you were going to marry your husband that you wanted to just have a, a quiet wedding that didn't involve any kind of. I did blah. say that. My mother and my sister helped me and talked me into having a little bit bigger. I was very glad because I had they told me that I would dancing. regret that. It was it was a wonderful wedding. I had a beautiful wedding, but it was stressful. So if I were to ever do it again, I would probably just go to a courthouse. <laughs> There you go. There you because, go. I will not. Yeah. When I get married, well, it's going to be the first wedding. I would, I would recommend having a hoopla. Yeah, no. Let's first have wedding. a hoopla. Yeah. I'm gonna, you, y'all, I'm going to be let's dancing so down. hard. <laughs> yeah. We are, oh, but we're throwing down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We got to keep going. Anyways. Woo. So while this search is happening for more yes. information. And she kind of loops Sam in onto all of this. Because right. she's like, because she's living they're becoming, in that on I would say property. they're becoming friendly. Yes. And he's like tolerating her. And, and he also says things like, hey. And he's going you, to check on her. Yes. Consistently. And he also right. tells her too that she it's, can call or text him. So she starts doing that. If yes. like she's. Right. The relationship started as like after the withdrawal. It started as, okay, he's like, I'm going to make myself available to you. Yes. yes. And like you can text me if you feel like you want to take Oxy. And mm-hmm. I will welcome you into my home and you can have somebody to talk to and yeah. it kind of started as that but yes. then it started growing and then he like went with her on one of her like hunts to, yeah. to do research and then so they're and they started doing stuff around his farm yeah. together yeah she's like helping him when she was helping him garden <laughs> and she literally pulled up all of his chives <laughs> yeah her weeds hilarious she was like oh i was pulling weeds and he walks up and he goes well those are chives. <laughs> she's like, could I replant them? And he was like, no. He He's like, you can't. And then he takes them and he replants them. Um, but there's this love, there's these hilarious moments. It happens often throughout the book. Um, but in that first moment when she's like starting to be attracted to him, but also it's like, it's like she's just desperate because she's an extrovert. And mm-hmm. she's just desperate for like company. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she's going through recovery. So it's like her, her emotions are unstable and mm-hmm. out of balance. And yeah. she just wants somebody to interact with. So she goes into the laundry room <laughs> of his house, which yes. is like. Because she doesn't have a wash and dryer in the cottage. Yeah, like and he said she could, that's she could use that. She goes into the laundry room and she decides like she's going to try to get his attention because it's kind of off the house. Like there's Yeah, a, and he like a, locks the door between the laundry, laundry room, room and, and the main house. Oh, yes. So it's locked. And so she's like, okay, I'm going to do laundry as loudly as I can. <laughs> and maybe I can get his attention. And, and she, it's kind of like a, it's a running joke throughout the book. Like whenever yeah. she wants Sam or like needs to talk to Sam, like she'll she's go into like the laundry and she'll start banging the lid. Yeah. <laughs> and at one point he comes in and he's like, have you, have you not used a washing machine before? Like what is she happening? was like, where's the dryer? Because then she finds out that oh, yeah, he's like, that he doesn't use it broke a while back and he never bought a new one and so she he like hangs his clothes outside she's like what the heck she's appalled at this she's appalled like, she's what appalled what's and funny she's is, like i have to i have to dry my under things what am i gonna do am i gonna hang them on this line so everyone can see and so she hangs them around the cottage i will say that my parents still have a clothesline and they still hang clothes outside oh really i mean a lot I of people actually do i hang clothes outside yeah, do, you? <laughs> yes. do you not have a dryer 
I do have a dryer. But you just, if it's nice weather, you just hang clothes outside. Yeah. Yeah. Some people really like the way it smells. I don't. I like the way my clothes smell when they come out of a dryer. I also <laughs> don't like that they get kind of hard, I feel like. Yeah, like it's like a weird texture. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Well, well, oh, that's anyways. a fun, that's a very <laughs> yes. fun interaction. Um, so at this point, do we find out, don't we get kind of Sam's backstory yes. a yes. little bit? Um, yeah. I want to say too, as I've said on so many of these podcasts now, is I love, love, love when it's oh, the guy's yes. perspective and the girl's perspective. Yeah. And so we find out that the reason why, Sam, and also Sam, even when he's being kind to her and helping her, he's also very guarded and oh, he like, yes. and he doesn't like... It's not that he doesn't show empathy, because he does, but he doesn't, like, go beyond that. Like, even mm-hmm. when they're talking or something, he's very closed off. Like, she shares things. But he also, I think kind of in the same time frame, around the time that we find out about his past, mm-hmm. is that he also, like, starts to learn more about her. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, buys one of her Bible study books, yes. and he starts reading it, and he starts watching her videos, and realizes that she's actually really talented at what she does. Because I think he kind of thought very she was good. just kind of silly, like... Yeah. And then he starts to kind of see. So you kind of start yeah. to see his interest peak, I'll yes. say. For sure. um, yes. Um, but so his past. Um, basically, you find out that when he lived in Australia, um, right around college or right after college, he fell in love with a woman mm-hmm. named Caden. And they were madly in love. And at the time, he was not a Christian and just kind of doing his own thing. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, the whole thing. And, um, he, um, and uh, I mean, it's basically what it is. And so they're madly in love. And the one day he goes to get weed and he also gets Percocet. Um, and he's, and he's had it before and he didn't think anything of it, but his girlfriend gets very, um, she gets hooked on it. She gets hooked on it. And thus begins this story where, like, she's hooked on it. But, like, then she's off of it. She's on it. She's off. She goes to yeah. rehab. She, and then she finds God. And then they it's, go to church. They go to church. And it's, it's this thing. And it's, like, probably about half a chapter. It's very, like, moving. And he just, he's there for her. He's there for her. And then finally, like, he's had enough after her, like, I don't know, yeah. so many relapses that he's, like, he, he, he always threatens sleep, but he never does. He finally leaves. And she ends up overdosing and dying. So he feels like because he's the one who yeah. introduces her accidentally, her. of course. Like, he didn't know that this would happen well, to her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he didn't accidentally introduce it to her, but, but he, he, what, he, he had no idea. the yes. guilt the of her death yes. on himself because, yes. he, because introduced he introduced her to Percocet. Her to Percocet. Yes. And then he, she, she got died. addicted to Percocet, yes. overdosed on Percocet, and, and died. And he, and he left her when she was still an addict. So yeah. there's yeah. all these things. And you can tell, like, it's been a while, but he's so burdened by this that he honestly doesn't think he deserves love yeah. or to be loved and he's very much like he it, it talks a lot about how structured he is and that he does the same thing every day and it's because he's built this life that he doesn't have to think about anything and he can just do thing after the thing routine. the routine of it yeah. and he's and very goal oriented yes and he's i said he has one friend eli and eli's the one who tells him all about the um, miracle five Yes. Yes. And like that. And he finds that, out Genevieve, that Genevieve's one of the miracles. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So they end up talking about that, and mm-hmm. she kind of shares experiences. But it's just interesting because you kind of see that like he also feels like compelled that like he can't help himself because there's this woman who's eminently beautiful, but he's also just you can tell he's wanting to help to actually make a difference yeah. in an addict's life this time and not have the same thing repeat that happened before. Right. Um. So. Do we need mm-hmm. to go to what they what they find out about the letters? Probably, yes. yeah. That's probably because what we basically, need to go next. right? Because um, basically, in there, there's a whole lot of 
them working on the farm together. Yeah. He hosts the these relationship like building fall fun events, days of the farm, that are and her she's ideas. like yeah. helping with those things mm-hmm. and them like just really kind of developing into finally a, a true romance. Yes. Um, which I think we'll talk about more mm-hmm. later. Yes. yes. But just and know, he starts cooking the, for her, which the, the romance way she describes and it is it blooms real beautifully. It's hot. Spicy. <laughs> but like, not hot. Oh just a little spicy. I think it's. Like I a, would say. It's, it's like, it's got a kick. It's got a kick. There you go. That's a it's got a kick. Probably a better like one. Kind of like a medium salsa, but not a real spicy medium yeah, salsa, yeah, but like, it's not mild. It's it's perfect, honestly. It's just lovely. <laughs> Actually, it's a lovely <laughs> analogy. It's just got weird. I'm so confused, and I just want salsa, and I don't want salsa. We literally just had salsa there for dinner. I want more so now. Okay. okay. Um, so, yeah. So, old, so, so, that's kind of going on intermixed throughout this whole thing. And she's staying clean. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I don't even know where to start. It, this just, is it's a just, major part. Just okay. Go. Just so go. so they find out. Oh my gosh. So ultimately, her and Natasha find out through a lot of series of like little investigations. They get it. Well, so there's like they look at pictures. They're like going back through like crime scene photos and looking at like newspaper clippings and all of this stuff. They visit people with research. They find they're looking, 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 and they find this one little clue about. Um, Russell's body placement. Well, first right? they find oh. the clue that they find out that they find out that their parents. Oh yes, yes, did, yes, yes. Their parents. They find a photo lied about when, when they, they met. met. Yes, so mm-hmm. they, they, find they met like later on. Yes, they find that their parents met before her mom married Russell. Yes, yes. there's a picture of her and they and together. they were at like a, a dance together. Uh-huh. Right. Yes. In college. Okay. Like so they find that out, yeah. and then they also find out that her, their dad was yes. in town. That's right. Oh my gosh, I'm just... visiting the weekend that because he was, was he was murdered. in the navy, so he was like a navy recruiter. Yes. So he was which like is why they split event, up, right? He was exactly. Recruiting. He went to the navy. So she was they like, kind of yes. assumed that. Yes. Skip to that one other clue that you were just talking okay. about. Yes. <laughs> so they look at like the crime scene photo and see something weird about the placement of the body, and then they look at the other like or I don't. There was it's not crime scene photos. It's I'm sorry. It's not crime scene photos. It's like newspaper clippings. But there was a photo talking about how the body was placed. Yes. But well, the reason why right because it was it was different. Then the other, all the other victims. bodies, well, all the other bodies of the Shoal Creek killer were placed just like haphazardly. This body was neatly like face down, arms by his sides, like legs straight. And Genevieve has this moment where like something clicks and she remembers something. Well, so she, one pause, she talks, she goes to her grandmother who has dementia and her grandmother talks about how her dad is very neat and and she talks all about how he did his toys over and over again. And so then she thinks about that in comparison right. to... That, yes. that moment when she's visiting she's her grandmother is when it clicks in her mind. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, Because yes. then, so then she goes back to her parents' house, flips through this photo album that she's flipped through hundreds and hundreds of times and looks and sees this picture of her dad as a child standing proudly and he, he's got um, a toy box of all of his action figures and every single action figure is placed Face down, arms by his side, legs straight. Because his, her dad would place his action figures that way when he put them there, which is kind of a compulsory thing. And she's like, oh my, my gosh. So at this point, her and Natasha are like, we have enough. Yeah. So we need to <laughs> go to talk mom and dad. dad. Yes. And we need yeah. to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. So they go, they talk to their parents. It's it's kind of like an intense scene. Basically, we um, find out that um, Russell was um, abusive mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the mom whenever 
Judson. Judson. Yeah. Judson came back into town, was like, oh, I'll look Caroline up. Um, they went he, out to dinner. Yeah, to they like went out to dinner. Coffee. And he, like, because of, like, how she's answering questions about her marriage, she doesn't say anything right. in that. But because of how she's answering questions, he knows her. And so he's getting that something's wrong. So he follows her back to her house. She goes into the house. Russell And he is, parks away. Yeah, he like parks. It. Yeah. Russell is so... Somebody had told Russell that she was out with a guy. So she comes home and Russell is beating her. He, trigger warning, he is about to rape her. And, and, and Judson, Judson sees, sees it that, through the window. Sees it through the window, runs into the house and starts attacking Russell. Like, get off of her. And so it's this huge scene. And ultimately... Judson ends up killing Russell by accident. Um, by yes. accident, it, and it would have been if they would have gone to the police at the time. It would have been self-defense because because Russell, Russell was coming rammed, at him. Russell had yes a trigger warning. Yeah, rammed a broom handle into his into eye. Judson's eye. Yep, damaging his eye forever. It was yeah. He had to have a glass yeah, eye. Yeah, glass eye after that. So, so really, it, if he if they had gone to the cops, it would have been it would have been self-defense. Yes, but they were so distraught, like, distraught and scared. So anyway, and so, he also didn't mean like it would. Like, it just was so much. They didn't even know how to process yeah, what happened. It happened very yeah. quickly. But then mm-hmm. Russell's sister shows up shows up in that moment. Sees what's happening. Because she's, she's supposed to go to Bible one. study with. She looks. She looks at the condition of Caroline. She looks she's at her, her body. Ripped clothing. Ripped clothing, everything. And she knows face. immediately what happened because Russell abused his sisters as well yes. growing up. So she tells them, arrange the body. Do this. Or no, she didn't tell him arrange the body. She's like, do this. this is what we'll say it's do. the Shoal Creek Killer. Yeah. You get out of here. Go figure out a story about your eye. Caroline and I are leaving. So Russell's sister does that. Was an accomplice. Okay. So we find out that Russell's sister, years later, is the one, is the one who's been sending letters because her and her family aren't doing great financially. The Woodward's are thriving and she's like this is not fair so right. she's trying to blackmail them basically so they find out that she was because she asked for a hundred thousand dollars for her silence and her parents oh, were from, like from the yes, Woodward's right. yes and and her parents were like we aren't gonna pay that because she's gonna start something and Jenny was like I have the money I can pay for it and they're like no you don't understand we're not gonna do this because then she's always gonna ask then for more money forever. but basically what they do Judson, decide to do Judson yes. decides that it's he's had the secret he's been holding on to it long enough and he's going to go to Alice, I think is her name. Is the Russell's, Russell's mother. mother. He's like, let's go, it's time to visit Alice. And um, I'm going to... Confess. I'm going to confess what I did to her son, and I'm going to ask for mercy. I'm just going to go, and I'm going to confess, and I'm going to... This is... I need to get this off my chest. It's been a secret too long. Their mother's like, no, don't do it. But anyways, they end and up she going. she finally, like, agrees yeah. to, yeah. The four of them end up going. Yeah, Natasha, Genevieve, go. Judson, and Caroline. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and then, and it's like, it's, it's a tough, it's yes. a tough scene because the mom is there and he had two sisters. They're both there. But I will tell you, this scene was beautiful. It Beautifully was, oh, done. I, well, I was crying. Yeah. This scene moved me to tears as well. He goes, he like to sum it up very briefly. He confesses. He asks for forgiveness and the mom forgives him. And she gives him forgiveness. She and the sisters are mad. Yeah. They're like mad. And she's like, you know what? I don't want to hear it. I've given my forgiveness. And no one will go to the police about this. Because she literally says, yeah. I'm the one who could take this to the police. And, and she's like, and I'm not going to. Because she also, like, it's just like. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. Oh, my God. And in that moment, like, Genevieve is watching oh, this. Man. And this whole the whole time in the book, she's like, 
it's her like internal thoughts of like, I don't know where God's gone. Like I'm struggling with this addiction. I'm stressed with all this work and the pressure of this work that I've created for myself and I can't hear God. She prays and she can't hear him. She prays and she can't hear him. She prays and she can't hear him. She's like, he's mm -hmm. abandoned me. And like, she's sitting in this little mobile home mm -hmm. and this woman has just like given this most beautiful gift to this man that he completely did not deserve. Yep. And she was like, she felt the Holy Spirit for the first time in a year. Yeah. And she was overcome mm -hmm. and basically had this encounter with the Lord and from there, it was mm -hmm. so beautiful. Yeah. From there, she like was able to complete like her spirit. This like she had at that point, she had reached the ninety day recovery point yes. of sobriety, mm -hmm. which was amazing. But she still like there was that missing element of yes. the spiritual healing and yes. emotional healing that. Because even her therapist was talking to her about it, and she was like, well, what triggered this? It can't just be the ankle. Like, you know, there's other things. And so there oh, was it went that, all the way back yeah. to the earth. Like, yes, absolutely. It's all of like a part of it. So and so like she needed to have not just like a physical healing, but also a spiritual healing. Yes. Yeah. And then she decides with that, because she has this moment, yeah. it's really beautiful, to tell everybody. She tells mm -hmm. her parents about her addiction, and then she actually goes she public goes, with well, it. Well, first she goes to like her employer. Yes. Her yeah. publishers writes them letters. Yes. Gives that to them, and then mm -hmm. like drafts this letter for all her social media sites, posts it, and, her and website. closes her laptop, puts her phone on Do Not Disturb, and just like, is like, has this moment where she's like, I've never felt lighter and more yeah. at peace, yes. and more yeah. like I'm in the center of what God has asked me yes. to do than I do in this moment. It was just such a beautiful way to wrap up yeah. her, and then of course, her redemption story. And then of course, of course, wrapping up another element of the story. Well, one thing is, in the middle of all this stuff, she finds out about her parents, because her and Sam are actually dating now. Even though there's been this whole, like, yeah. he, he doesn't want, he's concerned, you know, um, yeah. and things like that. But anyways, um, just because of his past and this kind of thing. Sure. And her therapist even talks to her, like, you can't just go from having one addiction to focusing all your yep. attention on one person. You know, but he, he can't be one thing mm -hmm. in, in your life. But anyways, so I digress. So um, basically at a low point when she finds out that her parents were in between when she finds out her, her dad killed Russell, um, she... And when she, t like, they're going to go talk to Alice. This is before the kind of Holy Spirit moment with that mm -hmm. and her seeing that. She goes and gets a prescription for Oxy. And so Sam finds it and, like, loses his she, mind. She doesn't take it, but no, she, no, she has, has it in the house. Yes, so she has 60 pills of it. And he, like, he like he's really upset because now they're dating and she didn't confide in him. And it's this whole thing. Um, anyway, so, like... In the midst of all this, she then goes to the house, has a, this experience with Alice and seeing kind of the redemption that yes. her, her family has. Then uh, there's this beautiful moment where Sam on his own realizes where God is in his life. And so he has this beautiful moment yes. Yes. where realizing also too basically that it wasn't his fault, hmm. you know, in a way. Yeah. And that like also even if Genevieve chooses drugs again, that he can still be there for her and, and he doesn't need to walk away. And right. he's also not the reason she's either going to be sober or not. Right. Um, and then they have this beautiful moment and they're together and it's lovely. Yes. It's wonderful. And that's the book. Yeah. That's Stay With Me. It wow. really, it's really, really good. You should read it. Oh. It's so good. We didn't even get I, to all the little stuff. Yeah, there's a about. lot of like little things. And we meet a couple oh. other members of the Miracle Five. Yes. Some of the other oh. boys that were with them that are obviously men now. It's just so good. Really, like, pick up this book. Yes. It's a, it's gripping. It's a page turner. You won't want to put it down. It's so well written. We loved it so, so much. Okay. Now moving that, on to our next segments of the podcast. To call it Morgan's Random Rabbit Trails. Oh yes. All right, here we go. Fuck off, everyone. Fuck off. I was gonna try to make a rabbit sound, but all rabbits do is hop. So I don't know how that would be. 
Yeah. That so would be, make a good sound effect. If Morgan's son was here, he could show us. That's true. That's hop, true. Hop, he's, hop, hop. He'll just hop around. He pretends he's a frog, though. So. Kind of different. Oh. Well, sometimes he pretends he's Peter Rabbit. That's true. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that is also a rabbit trail. Morgan's random rabbit trail. That was Madeline's random rabbit trail. Okay, my so I had a couple of them. One was, we got another Texas author alert, people. Whir, 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 whir. Oh my god, are you serious? This is Texas author. She was technically born in California, but she married a Texan and now lives in Dallas. Listen, if you marry a Texan, for, I'm speaking from experience, if you marry a Texan, it's almost like you become Texan. Yes. You were already Texan, though. But so right. are you, Morgan. I know. I'm not. I'm not denying my Texas roots. I lived there for three years, so of my life. That's fair. I lived there for a lot longer than that. But anyway, so this is a Texas author alert, and I just want it. So this is two so far. This is episode eleven. We've had two Texas authors. Okay, okay. you're keeping That's track. That's my tally. Right? I'm keeping track. All right. She's like, oh, I'm track. of course. <laughs> yes. Um. So Do you see here's. <laughs> so here is. The big clue. Okay. Give it oh, whenever they there's no are. Dr. Pepper, there's no Dr. Pepper. There's no Dr. Pepper, but I'm going to tell you. There's no Dr. Pepper, but here's another one. Okay. Okay. Y'all ready? Yes. Okay. So when the Miracle Five were all meeting together, they were chatting. They were having a little meeting. Mm-hmm. They all said y'all. Um, no. Can you let me finish Sorry. my random rabbit trail? <laughs> they were meeting. Did you know what they were eating? Chili. Frito oh, pie. Frito pie. They, they were, were having Frito, Frito pie. pie. That is a very, technically I looked it up a little bit. It originated in New Mexico, but it's a very Texan dish now. I was like, I so. was like reading that. I'm like, cause they said that they just said the dish was called chili. Yeah. But then she mentioned the toppings. Corn chips. Cheese, and, corn chips. And they talked about putting the corn chips at the bottom of the, they talked specifically the about and that. And I was like, Wait, that's, Frito, that's pie. Frito pie. That's awesome. So this author is clearly from Texas. <laughs> okay. Because they had Frito Pie. So, What's number two Texas author. That's how I eat chili. So, like, I make chili and, like, I've made it for years and I literally have, I always have, well, I put a lot of toppings. I'm a toppings girl, hardcore. Yes, girl. Um, sour cream, cheese. Uh, cheese, scallions, mm-hmm. lime juice. Oh, lime juice. I've never cilantro. Had lime juice. And okay. then, obviously, something crunchy. So, I always put Fritos. Love it. I mean, that's good. Frito pie is one of my all-time favorite meals. Mm. I love it. Know. Frito I did not pie and that. nachos. Those are my mm. two favorite dishes <laughs> of all time. Different. <laughs> but different. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that was my one. And then the other one was... Okay, yes. So this was... I did a little bit of background research on Becky Wade. And I do believe that when she started out, she wrote romance for the secular market. So she's been writing romance for a little while. Um, but one of the things that I love about romance novels and that you do see in here is in a romance series, you don't have to read romance series in order, but one of the things that's fun is in a romance series, um, in one of the books, it'll be the main character story, but then you'll get like a chapter, literally just one chapter that is from the perspective of somebody random. And that is your clue. That is how you know the next book okay. in the series is going to be this person's romance. Okay. That is a romance thing. Okay. Which, like, that one's going to be real good. Can I just I'm, say that? Right? I'm so excited. So she did that in this. Yes, and she did. And it was a very good chapter. I was Ooh. like, what is going on? But this I was so confused. Exactly. The that is the hero of the next book. Okay. So it is, it's one of the Miracle Five Is that guys. one out yet? Mm-hmm. Is that book yes. Out the yet? third book just came out in the series. Oh, okay. And that's the second one. Okay. And I think there's, like, a novella in between as well. Okay. Cool. But anyway, so, yeah, um, three books are out in the series. But, yeah, so that there's a chapter about somebody else that was in the earthquake with them one of the other miracle five members read it and find out and <laughs> i like it that's what <laughs> if you know you know <laughs> and um the his 
book is the next okay. one in the series. Yeah. So I also, just thought like, that was fun. I love that. That book romance. is going to be so intriguing because you, there's going to be a right? love triangle. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's going to be a love triangle. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I can't read this book. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. Um, anyways. Um, Becky Wade. That you, was... you get us, Becky Wade. Honestly, yeah, Becky, you get We us. love you, Becky Wade. We love you, Becky Wade. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now, um, Odette, do you have any relevant research? Um, oh, is oh, that, that page is flipping? Hold on, wait, I'll do it here. Okay. Nice. Ooh, that was really good. That was good. Thank you. Snap <laughs> at the end. <laughs> um, well, I was going to say one thing. So I, I didn't do a ton of research on this, but one thing I wanted to share was something that we talked about um, before we started recording, too, is that the struggle with addiction was very well written in this because I think it gave you an inside picture to what that has to be like. And I'm sure that we all know someone in our lives, whether close to us or not close to us, who has struggled with a drug addiction or, you know, addictions of any kind and kind of that struggle of deciding to move on. And I will say one thing I also appreciate about this is there tends to be a stigma attached to people who especially have opioid or narcotic addictions that it's someone who's like, oh, they are just a drug addict, whatever. But like I had a friend who um, uh, worked for a while with um, the homeless population in a big city and um, also with the a lot of them. Um, obviously has struggled with drug addictions and the one thing her when she would work with people and she would tell me things because like you just don't know until you kind of have that um, your mind open or your your um, vision open to what it actually is is like a huge percentage are people who were normal people who had normal lives and something happens like pain something like for instance like in her she it started because she broke her ankle and it was a lot of pain and then she was off of them and then she got back on them because she was in so much pain and then she got addicted to like the feelings and so it helped calm her anxiety and stuff and so I think that for me one thing I would say is that felt very authentic and I like the fact that she was this successful woman Mm -hmm. who in the end there was redemption not only in her sobriety for sure which was a huge part of the story but also even in the fact that she had freedom to tell uh, her closest families and friends and like employers and also like for her it was her audience because she had hundreds of thousands of followers across platforms and women came to her conferences and throughout the book women um see her in the town they're so excited and they come meet her and stuff and so um but I really appreciated that because I will say that regardless of whether or not in my opinion and I found this if you're struggling with something that the actual hard part of it is if it's just you struggling and when you start bringing other people yes into Absolutely. the fold and the the struggle I think that that's when there's opportunity for healing um and so I think obviously other ways too but I think that that's a huge component of it and I know in my life when I struggled with things that I felt like I don't know how I'm gonna get out of this or move past this or whatever it was the moment I started not just having it being between me and God or isolating myself there was freedom in that and so I really appreciated that like those were the parts so the research side is more like things that I was thinking about and pondering and like what I've learned over the years about the fact that like there's not there's need no be not need no be <laughs> there there shouldn't be a stigma around people who have addictions because it's not something that like you can predict is going to happen and like yeah. you like she never would have do you know what I'm saying like, right. this. Yeah. And, and part of her too is she felt this pressure because she was this miracle um 
one of the one miracle of five. five. Yeah, exactly. That, like, that, that God saved her. So she had to do all these big things in her life. And she was also really good at what she did. Like you could tell she like turned it on, but not in a superfluous way. It was like, she was very authentic being her um, self. So anyways, I just really appreciated that about the book. And that's kind yeah. of my like research side is kind of what I've learned. And I appreciated the authenticity that the addiction part of the book really played into. I think that how it can happen to anyone. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. Um, so, uh, the God factor. Wow. We talked, I mean, we already talked a little bit about that, I think. Um, but yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Um, so what Look, I, we have, we have more to say. We do. <laughs> of course. We are not done. <laughs> so, um, one of the things I have here, and again, these are things that Madeline and Odette both said, but just, there's so much, like so many pictures of redemption. Mm-hmm throughout the book and with different people and it just it felt really real it felt really beautiful to see like how god can just come in and just redeem in situation and then also how god can work through someone like when alice forgave judson like that whole scene on it it really did wreck me i was like crying i was reading it during my kids naps and like tears yes, streaming well, i literally couldn't stop crying and I literally had to like put it down and collect myself because I was so like moved to a deep level yeah. of like what forgiveness actually looks like. And because it's such yes. a picture of yes. And we have no, we have no idea. I don't think it mentioned if Alice was a Christian or not. If it, like it didn't have anything to say about that, but it was literally just like her forgiving him and stuff like that. To me, is even more impactful than somebody preaching a sermon because it's like real life like you see a picture of god's forgiveness to us you see a picture of jesus jesus turning to the thief on the cross and saying today i'll see you in paradise exactly and it's so like in its real life and it's some like it was so beautiful i can't i can't even articulate but because it's so like and I thought that scene especially was really, really well done. But honestly, there was just so much like I just loved the theme of redemption mm-hmm. in this because that is, that is, I mean, that's life's theme. That's Christianity's right. theme is God constantly redeeming us and welcoming us back into the fold when we do not deserve it ever. Right. None of us do. <laughs> and he no. welcomes us back. He wants mm-hmm. us to come back in. And so I loved that there was just such a... A heavy emphasis on redemption um, for for everyone. Yes, and that yeah. was really beautiful. I thought. Yeah. The thing that struck me again, it's it's all in this. I mean, this is the story that she's writing, so it's all you know interconnected and related to this. But just what struck me so much is like her, the truth set her free. Mm-hmm. Like her being able to, um, like Odette was saying, like mm-hmm. come out of this place of isolation. Mm-hmm. And bring people, and not, it wasn't just like her, between her and God anymore. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even just between her and one or two confidants anymore. It was like she brought the truth into the light. Mm-hmm. Like she brought the truth of her reality and the truth of her life into the open and into the light where everyone can see. It. And that set her free, like mm-hmm. truly set her free and like enabled her to walk forward now in freedom 
with that totally behind her and mm-hmm. the backpack of shame taken off of her back. And yeah. I thought that was such a beautiful picture too of what God asks us to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he invites us to come back in. He always welcomes us home, right? He's standing at the end of the road looking for us when we come back home. Mm-hmm. And he, when he sees us and we are still a long way off, he comes running to yeah. us. It's the story of the prodigal son. But then what he asks us to do is, okay, now worship me in spirit and in truth and walk in truth. I am the truth. Mm-hmm. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's where people get yes. tripped up. It's so easy to come back to God and say, yeah. forgive me, forgive me. It's hard yeah. to come out and say, okay, I'm going to walk in truth no matter how much it hurts me. Yeah. She was putting her entire career and reputation on the yeah. line by mm-hmm. posting this online yeah. and saying, I've been addicted to Oxy. I'm stepping away from this. She posted yeah. this beautiful letter. Whatever I'm, I, you know, it's in the book. If you know, you know. Um, but I, I was so struck like by that. Yeah. There's so many areas. I think all of us can say there's so many areas of my life where, like, I need to walk that more. Mm-hmm. I need to be more truthful with myself. I need to be more truthful with other people, so that I can walk in the full freedom that Christ paid for yeah. on the cross. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like, it's worth it. The momentary pain or embarrassment or whatever is yeah. worth being able to walk in the fullness of what God purchased for me on what Christ purchased for me on the cross. And I, I was really moved by that. Mm-hmm. The truth That's set awesome. her free. Yeah. Well, and to kind of tag on to that one part is, so at the very end of the book, we didn't mention this um, during that section, but so she closes her computer, she doesn't look, and then she basically talks to Sam, tells him everything, and he's like, I need to show you something. And their his entire farmhouse is full of flowers and cookies oh, and people that was so supporting I cried it. At that part too. I know I did. It was just really beautiful because also not only were her and Sam because he had at that point it had kind of his redemptive moment with God, um, but also the fact that her story is going to bring freedom to others. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I I feel like too the thing I appreciated is that like she's clearly a very dedicated Christian has been her whole life, right. which like. I've been, I got saved when I was three, so that's been me. But there's, I've also been the one who felt like, God, where are you in times? Yeah. And I feel like that part felt very, um, I don't know why I'm getting emotional. Um, I thought that that part was something that we all go through as Christians, whether or not it's through strong addictions or whatever, but the idea that we can totally trust and believe God and think that we have given him everything that we have and that he meets us again and again. But then we find ourselves back in the same place where, as Madeline said, we're back in the city spending <laughs> our father's money and yeah. he's still waiting for us. And that's the part too is like he does it in such a kind way over and over and over again. And that's the part that I feel like this book, when you think about it, yes, there's all the elements obviously that Morgan and Madeline talked about. But for me, it was the idea of like she was also trying to find God. Like how many times yeah, in our yes. lives have we like – it's because mm-hmm. – I mean, admittedly, there's also been times where, like, you kind of turn your back and you're like, God, I got this, whatever, for whatever reason, you know, and kind of your own Christian journey. It's this Mm -hmm. long redemptive story where you're redeemed again and again and again kind of throughout it. But the fact that sometimes I think that um, we actually actively try and we feel like God's not talking to us. And then you have that moment where something shifts. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is the part, too, that a lot of times it's not even, at least in my experience, hasn't even been something that I was doing. It's usually something I'm a part of or a story or something that, or a worship experience or maybe a message or whatever it is, or a, I don't know, a YouTube video or a song, whatever it is, it's something that causes you to like get unstuck and realize that like, oh, God's been there the whole time. You go to like a deeper place. Yeah, yeah. Years ago, I got this picture of um, myself climbing a mountain and it was like really hard and I was like, my knees were all scraped up and I was like tired. And you know, I've never been mountain climbing, but I 
from what I've seen in movies and stuff, it's like you climb to a certain point and you can like look out, you can rest. And so in the picture and like literally then I realized that Jesus was climbing beside me the whole time. But there were times when you feel like you're climbing alone and you feel like you're, but actually the truth is that you're not alone, but sometimes it takes you a long time to turn and see that Jesus is right there. And so that's, I think that Genevieve's story in this was so because it wasn't about her admitting to her followers because she yes she was admitting her truth but there was a part of it that she had to come to a place where but my relationship with God is more important Mm -hmm. than anything else even if I never write another book even if I never speak she literally canceled meetings and like um, conferences and all this kind of stuff and she was clearly very well off and so there was a part of it that it was a very lucrative thing that she loved so sometimes it's like the idea of like the very thing that you love is the very thing that you end up like I have to surrender this and if I don't surrender this um you know I don't I, I can't keep going forward and then God meets you right there and does something miraculous so awesome. yeah it was I mean guys <laughs> I feel like this book could no. preach it was deep and yeah. honestly listen <laughs> you look at the cover it's, and you the yeah. front cover you pick this up off the shelf at the store or you open it's it this, in the package it's this so you get from yeah. Becky Wade from Becky Wade thanks <laughs> Becky Wade it's this cookie cutter Handsome boy, cookie cutter, beautiful Beautiful girl. With like the perfect hair and earrings. With the feather earrings and the ombre hair. Ombre? You mean a... uh, That's right. Ombre? Ombre. Like two-toned. Oh, I... Isn't that what it is? Yeah. Uh, Maybe. I was thinking it starts with... um, Hold on. I'll think of it. Okay. Okay. Um, And you're like... And it's called Stay With Me. And it's like... It's it's blue and pink with little sparkles. And you're like, this is going to be a great little beach read, like weekend read. Oh my gosh. It wrecks it's, you. It's loaded with all it this. It wrecks like, you. Literally it's wrecks so you. good. Biolage. Biolage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just another word for that. Oh, that's a shampoo breaks. brand. Biolage is a shampoo brand. No, but that's what. Balage? <laughs> I know what Odette's talking yes. about. It, I know what Odette's talking about. It's spelled with B A Y something. And it's like what Biolage do. is a shampoo brand, but what she's talking about, I don't know how to pronounce it. B A Y something. It's the type of hair that, it's a, that people It's do. a treatment for your hair and it creates that kind of two tone effect, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it, it's the idea too that the, like your color gradually fades into a lighter one or a darker one, but it right. looks very natural. So when it grows out, it's very like. Um, but it's that two two colors. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. I think it's bad. Don't Bail judge off. this. I don't know how to say it. Don't judge this book by its cover, people. Pick it up and read it. It's not just a... She has beautiful hair. <laughs> Balayage? Balayage? Yes, that's it. Ballyho. Ballyho. <laughs> oh I've God. never even seen that word in my life. Until now, but this is also definitely ombre. But um, I, think so I think they're probably interchangeable It's the same terms. thing. I, I think assuming. so. Um, okay. So, moving on. Wait, were we done? I don't want to rush anyone. No, that's yes. good. Yeah, let's I move mean, on. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know how much let's move on to the next segment. <laughs> okay. So, I would like to start the segment, if that's okay. What's because, the segment? Well, it's highlights. But my highlight has exclusively to do with a new segment that <laughs> we are going to introduce called... Today. Tonight. That will be a part of maybe a podcast. Oh, yes. Going forward, we'll have this segment always. Oh, well, yes. yes. No. You know what? We're well, always going to have it. Wait. We are always going to have it. I'm always declaring it right now. We'll figure it out. When we read... Yes. Um, <laughs> Fred Peretti's <Exactly>. The Oath. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's going to be in here. Tune in. We will figure it out. This segment is called... 
the swoon factor. The swoon factor. <laughs> Why haven't we had this before? I know. I guys, you guys, okay. this is because I wish you could see our faces right now. All the of us joy. have this grin plastered on our faces, and it won't leave. So, so anyway, so because you the can't say the swoon and frown. So, Just try it. exactly. Swoon. You can. You can. Doesn't work. <laughs> You try to say the word swoon and frown. Oh, no, I'm just laughing. Okay, hold on. Swoon. <laughs> no, you said it weird. Swoon. Swoon. That's, a, that's the same word. I feel like it's She just... did it. She did it. She said it without smiling. Okay. She's wrong. I just had to prove that you guys were wrong. Um, <laughs> Classic English. oldest child. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the swoon factor is a segment that we're going to include and it is rate the swooniness of the book or the hero or heroine or whatever. The romance, the love story. On a scale it. from zero. So zero is part of it. If mm-hmm. you want to rate, rate Frank Parenzio swoon factor zero. We haven't zero, read we it yet. We've not, we've not read it. We don't know. <laughs> so, also, it's from, not even on our list for this year. Don't so it's cover people. Whoa. Whoa. Hey. <laughs> okay. So on a scale from zero to Colin Firth in a wet shirt. Okay, that's describe our that a scale. little bit more so everyone might not well, know here, what that is. Okay. Adeline, tell us what okay, that is. Okay, okay. I know. I know that most of you know exactly yes. what we're mm-hmm. talking our about. Our discerning listeners. When we say from zero to Colin Firth in a wet shirt. But for those of you who might not know, we are referring to the 1995 A&E adaptation of Pride and Prejudice, starring Colin Firth and Jennifer Ely. In which there's a scene. There's a scene in which Colin Firth, who plays Mr. Darcy, jumps into a lake and has a swoony encounter with Jennifer Ely Elizabeth Bennett in a wet shirt. So that's what we're talking. That about. should intrigue every single one of you. <laughs> Absolutely. We will also be posting when this episode comes out. Um, oh, don't a worry. Picture of Colin Firth. <laughs> As well as the clip. Thank like, God. Thank God my life has come to this. We're, we're <laughs> promising to post pictures of Colin Firth in a wet shirt on the internet. The internet needs more of this, clearly. Obviously. And you know what? I'm excited about it. I'm, so I'm anyways, before we all rate the sweetness of this book, I would like to read two different passages. Oh, Got yes. the mark. Wait, I'm going to read okay. one too, oh, She's going to read one too. My first one is on page 261. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Get ready. Oh my gosh, I'm ready. Okay. Wait, hold on. Let me make sure this is. Oh, that's not ready. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. (laughs) Pressure built behind her eyes. Silently, she willed the tears not to come. Not here, in the coffee aisle, in front of Sam, who is reliable in a way she respected and practical in a way she trusted. (laughs) (laughs) Swoon. I'm sorry, already. Sam moved forward, shrinking the space between them. She pulled a rough breath inward. What was he. He pushed his hand into her hair and kissed her. He, they, his mouth was gentle and conquering. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I can't. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. Focus. His mouth was gentle and conquering at the same time. (laughs) He smelled like an Australian summer. And he kissed. What did an Australian summer smell? Listen, and he kissed the way a maestro leads an orchestra. Her brain cartwheeled with surprised joy. She placed her palms on his chest and felt his heat and taut strength. Oh my god. Well, that's a kiss if I'm not I'm not done. She's not even done. (laughs) The kiss tasted like destiny, as if she'd been waiting, without knowing she'd been waiting, for him, for this. It felt more right than anything had felt in forever and a day. Her body soared to life. 
A deep, rusty chuckle intruded on her bliss. She and Sam stepped apart, looking at the source of the sound. An 80-something-year-old man smiled at them, good-naturedly, furrows creasing his skin. I'm laughing at myself, not you, because, see, if I didn't depend so much on my coffee, I would... I would have turned right around when I saw you two and gone a different direction. But I depend on my coffee, something terrible. Please excuse the interruption. So that's the first scene where they're making out in the coffee in aisle the of the grocery, grocery store. store. I loved everything about that. And then the second passage I want to read is on page 309. So just a smidge of background on this. She's feeling really lonely. She doesn't feel like she can talk to Sam. So she literally grabs a pillow and a quilt and goes to the laundry room and just is going to sleep there. That's her plan. She's going to sleep in the laundry room. Because then at least she'll be closer. Because she'll be closer to, to Sam. Okay. Because <clears throat> he had a late night so that she wasn't able to see him. Yes. The door to the hallway opened. Sam filled the filled the portal, silhouetted by gentle light from behind him. His hair was askew, his feet bare. He donned a rumpled t-shirt over pajama pants. Did I wake you? She asked. I'm so sorry. I'm not. He reached down with both hands. She grabbed on. He pulled her to her feet, then wrapped her against him in a hug. I missed you, he whispered against her hair. She loved him. Perish the thought. Swoon. They hadn't even talked about making their relationship exclusive. He was solitary and extraordinarily protective of his heart. He might never be able to love anyone the way that he'd loved Caden. Regardless, she loved him and couldn't stop herself from loving him, even if it spelled her complete and utter doom. Lifting her off the floor, he carried her towards the kitchen. He turned on more lights with his elbow as he passed sets of switches. Were you having a late night laundry emergency? He asked. Yes. That required blankets and pillows? Yes. You just wanted to see me, he accused teasingly. I was having a very dire laundry emergency, she insisted. Then how come the washing machine wasn't going? An excellent question. She tightened her grip around his neck. To be honest, I was planning to camp out in your laundry room tonight because I couldn't fall asleep at my place. However, I intended to be as silent as a Navy SEAL so that I wouldn't wake you. You were very quiet. Luckily for me, I can sense you even when I can't hear you. Stop. Swoon. Oh, my God. Those are my two passages. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, Odette, what do you okay. got? So what do you got? It's a, few, it's a few sections. So it's right after they make out in the coffee aisle at the grocery store. There you go. So um, it's page 286. <coughs> and basically, there's this whole scene where he basically tells her that he needs to help her because He's a chef, and she literally tells him she's a, what did she say? She's a Starbucks girl and not a, I don't remember. It was, like, basically the equivalent of, like, I just, like, pre-made food. Like, she doesn't, like, cook, and he's, like, this incredible chef. Anyways, and so he's, like, I'm going to tell you what to do with these groceries. And there's these delightful scenes where, like, they're, he's, like, hey, oh, come yes. over. I made, I made apple crisp. And <laughs> so she goes over to his house. They, <laughs> that night, they ate apple crisp. And they kissed. Kiss, the kisses were the sweeter of the two. No one mentioned a word about Genevieve's groceries. And then literally there's another one. And she says, hey, I'm heading out on my daily walk. If you're free, but this might be a good time for you to for you to explain what I should do with all those groceries you, you brought me. They walked two miles. They held hands part of the time. They laughed most of the time. He said nothing about her groceries. I'll be working in the garden later, Sam texted her the next day. I can explain <laughs> Sorry, this is so swoony and sweet to me. I can explain then what to do with your groceries. They guarded, but they did not talk about their groceries. <laughs> I love it. I love and it. And then there's one more that they do that, and then basically he's like, he walks. 
she has it. He notices one time when he's looking in her house that she, or in in her room to make sure she doesn't have um, drugs. He notices that she has like a fireman calendar. Oh yes. Oh, this was <laughs> super right. early on. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he like remembered that. So he like tell, texts her to come to the barn, and then he's literally standing in the barn shirtless with a cat. <laughs> No, like, he has like shirt imi- on. imitating the fireman. No, he doesn't pose. have a shirt on because he oh. says that the cat is scratching him. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, "Do I look like Mr. August? <laughs> Do I look like Mr. August?" <laughs> okay, people. So, so right, there's that. So and they don't talk about groceries after that. <laughs> so they don't talk about groceries. But and by the time they finally do, Genevieve's like, "I've eaten all, all the groceries." Only goes to Vicious cycle. It's good. Ooh. It's great. It's fabulous. Um, so, swim factor, ladies. Okay. Anyone? Well, Morgan, you go first. Set a precedent here. Okay. So, I would say on a scale of, it was very swoony. On a scale of zero to wet shirt, Colin Firth. Oh, can I use can I use another Jane Austen reference as my scale? So, I don't think it's quite wet shirts, Colin Firth swoony, mm-hmm. but okay. I would say. It is Edward Ferris fiddling with the lambs on the mantelpiece, Swoony. That's my scale. So slightly oh. below. That's pretty good. I love Edward Ferris fiddling with the lambs. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Basically, you should also watch Pride and Prejudice if you never have. This is that that one is Sense and Sensibility, 1996 with Emma Thompson and Hugh Grant. Oh, oh, Hugh oh that's been so long. Hugh Grant is Edward Ferris. Yes. Um, that's mine. I would say mine. I'm going to add a little... Okay. I love it. Yeah. Myself. Now I feel like I want to do a J.A. reference, too. Okay, you okay. go. Well, mine's obviously going to also be a J. Which, okay. Can we talk about how sweet her sister was when she, like, was had her yes. Austin year? We didn't even... Can we year even of that? living Austin. I I want to do that every year of my life. Okay, should we do that in 2023? Should that be our thing? Year then we won't Austin. be able to watch any TV. Yeah, right. What I'm if we only watch Austin adaptations for a whole year? You guys already I told me that it. you wouldn't do that, so forget it. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um, oh, dead. Okay. On a scale of zero okay, to so Wetcher Calvert. Okay, so this is the um, 2005 um, Kira Knightley okay. version of Pride and Prejudice, which okay. I love, love, love the one from 1995, but it's five hours long, so it is a big commitment. First, worth it. But worth yes. it. Worth it. But I'm just saying, like, if you want a Jane Austen fix, the uh, Pride and Prejudice with Kira Knightley is delightful, mm-hmm. and there's a, ver- a scene at the end when... Which, according to my dear friends here, there it can be controversial. As in, not everyone loves it. I love the ending at the very end of the movie. He said he calls her Mrs. Darcy, and she's basically like, "Well, you should only call me that when I'm cross." And it's like, or when when you're incandescently happy. Um, and so then he calls her Mrs. Darcy a bunch while kissing her. It's very sweet. Anyways, that's the level of swoony. It is. That's the level of swoony. All right. Okay. That's my good. level of swoony is oh gosh. I think it's this one is not as popular, but I think it's two thousand. Oh no! I just thought of something else. <laughs> no, her mind is literally swirling. Which one know. is more spinny to you? Uh, okay, two thousand eight Sense and Sensibility okay. miniseries. Okay, okay. Starring Dan Stevens as uh, Edward Ferrers. Uh-huh. It's a very good ad- adaptation. I think there's four parts to it. It's very good, um, but there's a scene where. <laughs> Edward, have you seen this? I have seen Where it. Where Edward but... is, uh, finally visits oh, the Dashwoods. Morgan just literally fell back in her chair. So and is so in love with Eleanor, but is it not at liberty to say anything because he's secretly engaged to Lucy Steele. Spoilers. Ooh, Lucy Steele. Um, we do not like her. And he goes out and he's like, they don't, they, they're so poor now they can't even afford 
a servant to help them chop wood. So he oh. decides to go out and chop some wood, and he takes his jacket off, and it's raining, and he's chopping wood, and wow. you can just see the tension, wow. the turmoil in his face, <laughs> and then the camera pans, his top <laughs> jaw, and the camera pans, and Eleanor's just standing there staring at him with a cloak over her head, like, what are you doing? But That's, also, but also just staring because wet-shirt Edward Ferris. So mine's wet-shirt <laughs> Edward Ferris, Swoony. So okay. it's not you know Colin right. Firth wet-shirt, but, but but also like pretty Swoony. We will collectively say that if you're looking for a good, this was delightful story. Yeah, it so was good. the perfect amount of Swoony. It was a good. Swoony I wasn't like <laughs> any no, other Swoony highlights. Was perfect. Yes, any other highlights? Anyway. I think I loved uh, Natasha has mm-hmm. two. Very young children, yes, like the ages that Morgan and I's children are. Um, and she makes a lot of references to her hashtag mom life, <laughs> and it's extremely relatable yes. to me. And I loved her. Um, at one point, Natasha was having a phone conversation with Genevieve, and she shut herself into the pantry so that her children wouldn't bother her. <laughs> and I just, you I really, <laughs> I empathize with that. My favorite was where she said, the, I would rather the truthfulness cut, of it. I would rather cut my arm off than skip nap time. <laughs> yes. And I was like, I've never empathized with anyone more. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it was just very relatable. And, um, uh, it's it's fun. I feel like yeah. you don't always get to read like, you know, you just get to read about yourself. I feel like yeah. it's easy to write about moms just gushing over their kids, but it's yeah. it's more fun to read about the realities of <laughs> li- being a stay at home mom. Or I don't know that she was a stay at home mom necessarily, but just I like she living. Was, she said that she was a former attorney. Uh, yeah. Living that mom life, mm-hmm. and it's really hard. And you love mm-hmm. your kids so much, and you would literally die a horrible death for them. Um, but also, they drive you uh, literally they nuts. Drive you insane. <laughs> yep. And that was great. That's amazing. That was a highlight for me. Just <laughs> all those hilarious interactions. I love it. That's good. One. Um, highlight for me was a classic pull pull meet cute in the beginning. Oh, um, classic pull pull. Yes. And also, then like she, because also when she, to be fair, when she went to like he admit like they both like internally admitted. Um, to themselves that they thought the other person was attractive their their first meeting but when she came to like live with him like it was still pull pull like it was still yeah. like and so I love that dynamic it's like it ties to the Anna Green Gables Gilbert you know oh, situation yeah. like wow. yes classic wow do you know what I'm saying where it's like that's push pull yeah that's true Gilbert was into Anne from day one that's true. Hence, teasing her and calling her carrots. That's true. But then she broke the slate over his head. And like, she was not into him. No. Not okay. There was, Regardless, there but there is, but there is the idea. Okay, so maybe a thousand. But I always just see how I can relate things back to Andy Gilbert. <laughs> That's I fair. Can't argue with that. <laughs> but this I love because it also like you saw it develop, and also I just really enjoyed how like both of them fought for different reasons why they didn't like think it was a good idea to, you know, her being a recovering addict, him having this experience and different stuff like that, and they would, like, push each other and get really mad, and they would say they're sorry and all those kind of things, and it was just, like, this great example, I think, of, like, how you can be scared to love again, especially after being hurt, but, like, yeah. if you're willing to take the plunge yeah. and admit yes. that you have feelings and, you know, that's can be a lovely, a lovely experience, so. Um, Hi, night. Um... I I personally didn't have any problems. Like I said, I was thinking about rating it a five star, but I rated it four point five instead. So I had no problematic moments or negative things that I I didn't even really have anything that I didn't like. I loved this book. Anyone yeah. else have any problems? 
I think I just said mine in the beginning. I, I don't even call it a problem. It's just that, like, this I wouldn't tell everyone to read this book just because of the sure. strong addiction part of it that, like, right. that might be too hard for some people to read who, who have experienced. But maybe they would also find freedom in it. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, but I feel like I would, I would even call that a problem. It's more of, like, disclaimer. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, but I don't necessarily have any issues I need to talk about. You? I... I really hate that I don't have any problems with that. <laughs> it really annoys me. Because you, you like to see both sides of things. I like, a... yeah, I like to think that nothing's perfect. Can... We're not saying this is perfect. We're just saying that there wasn't anything problematic that we're going to talk to about. To me, right. Yeah. yeah, to me, yeah, personally. There wasn't. Becky Wade, you were well, so-and-so. You, you old so-and-so. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, well, that was Stay With Me. I hope you stayed with us during this whole episode. <laughs> that was amazing. That was good. I love that. That was good. Um, okay. okay. So, yeah. up next is the brand new theme. <gasps> Yeehaw! <laughs> there was a shout out to it. Western nice. is our next theme. Oh, my goodness. OMG. Boy, howdy. Let me tell you. Whoa! <laughs> I'm very excited. We're going to giddy up right on it. <laughs> We just need to rein this in, Calvin Girls. Oh, oh my gosh, we have to stop. We promised there will. No, I'm not going to promise. Don't, don't promise. Don't make any promises you keep. You didn't know what I was going to promise. I know what you were probably going to say. <laughs> there will but, be all the cheesy Western yes, um, um, cliches and jokes, all the things. We're because very, we're very fans. excited. The first one, really, really excited. An author I've read for years, um, Stephen Bly. And the book we're reading is The Outlaw's Twin Sister. So that will stay be tuned. Stay tuned for our Western theme. Very excited. And yeah, we're so happy you joined us. And as always, reach out if you've read the book and loved it or just had thoughts or yeah. want to talk about your own spoon factor. We would oh, love to oh, hear yeah. from you. Or if you had problems, please tell us because yes. we honestly yeah. can't think of any. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're not naive. <laughs> this was just a really good book. It was just a great book. <laughs> we might have been slightly blinded by the swoon factor. Well, I'm I mean, sure. the kissing in the coffee aisle. If you have been kissed in, in a coffee aisle at a grocery oh store, we for sure want to hear that. We story. want to hear that story. Please email Please. us at redeemingmentpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> we will. <Wow>. <laughs> oh my gosh. Could you All imagine? Right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, thanks everybody. Bye. We'll see you soon. <laughs>